Welcome to Coach Pep Talk, the podcast for people who run their own coaching businesses. Each week, I talk to an expert who shares wisdom that helps us be better coaches and better coaching business owners. This week, I've got mindfulness, yoga, and meditation teacher Erin Ashley on the line. She's talking to us all about how we can center and ground ourselves right before our next coaching session. I'll see you on the other side. Coach Pep Talk is proudly brought to you by Life Coach Office, the one-stop shop software for managing your coaching business completely online. Life Coach Office is perfectly suited to the single coach coaching business, uh, the more boutique type coaching businesses with coaches who are actually working one-on-one with clients or maybe even with groups. It's got everything you need from a place to host your classrooms and your online courses through to a resource library for your clients through to a coaching journal for all of your great sessions together. The best way to know if Life Coach Office is a great fit for your coaching business is to jump on and give it a try. You've got a free seven-day trial, and all you need is an email address to sign up. Check out Life Coach Office at lifecoachoffice.com and sign up for that free trial, and let us know how you go. I feel deeply honored today to introduce you to my mindfulness yoga and meditation teacher, Erin Ashley. She has been practicing yoga for 20 years. And she teaches live yoga classes, mindfulness and meditation workshops, and she travels nationally and internationally to share her transforming stress into peace programs. She also offers private one-on-one coaching and group sessions on request only, um, and has got plenty of online offerings on our website. Erin's got an amazing story, which we go into and she shares with us in this interview. And I think that she sums it up really well in in this quote. When you spend time with yourself through yoga and meditation, you get to know your true authentic nature, physically, energetically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Then when you make time to nurture the relationship you have with yourself, you start operating life in a way that keeps you inspired in your spirit. Only then does your relationship with life itself and the people in it thrive. And that has certainly been my experience in my work with her so far. So I'm very excited to introduce you to this beautiful woman, Erin Ashley. Hello, Erin, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Benay. It's awesome to have you here. And I love the topic that we've come up with. Well, you've come up with, and I've said, yes, yes, great idea. (laughs) Today, three ways to center and ground yourself before coaching. Yeah, this is really important as a coach or whatever your line of work is if you're working with other people it's likely that well you're either going from client to client and you haven't got much time to have a break in between and so how do you ground and center yourself to be ready for the next client or you might be uh, have a lot of stuff going on in your own life and you need to be in a clean space to be able to serve your clients. So yeah, that's why I was really keen to share this topic with you today. Yeah, I'm excited. I think I'm going to get a lot out of it too. I mean, I've gone from meeting to meeting. This is already my second podcast and I don't know how many meetings for today. So even just, you know, I hope these techniques I can use before going into a podcast, you know, because yes. it is similar. I'm still, you know, having a, a really important, meaningful conversation. So you need to, to be in, in, your, in your center and grounded to, to get the most out of your time in these things. Absolutely. So I wanted to kick off today with a question for you, and I'd love for you to share with our listeners um, what inspired you to start practicing and then teaching mindfulness. Great question, and it's 
been such a profound experience in my life. So thanks for giving me the opportunity to share it. It's been part of my life ever since I was about 20. So I was a uni student and found my first yoga class and just walked out of that yoga class just feeling, you know, amazing, like relaxed and blissful. And that was really the beginning of my practice of yoga at 20. And so along all of my uh, uni days and then travels and career changes, I ended up becoming a marine scientist and then working as an environmental planner and did a lot of stuff over in the States and I bartended while I was over there. So all these different career paths in my life, um, found my husband in Miami and got married and we had two children. And alongside all of these life experiences and changes, yoga was the one constant thing that helped well, me to stay really grounded and centered actually. And I'd always return to the mat, reset, feel great, you know, and tap back into myself and then operate back out in life from that space. And then after my husband and I had had our second baby, we woke up on a day like any other. And, you know, our second baby was about oh, nearly four months old. And we went to the local shopping mall to just pick up a couple of things. And we were walking side by side. And all of a sudden, I just felt this heavy hand on my shoulder, a really strange sensation. And I, I looked around and my husband was falling to the ground and he had our uh, baby strapped onto him, you know, in one of those baby carriers. And he was already sort of falling to the side so we wouldn't fall on our baby. But I could tell that he was already gone. You know, he's, I couldn't look into his eyes anymore. What happened after then just tipped my world upside down because we had first aiders straight on the scene trying to bring him back to life. Paramedics arrived. We got to the hospital about half an hour later. I was brought into a room and told that my husband was dead. And so this day tipped my world upside down. And this was really opinion, uh, uh, what's the word a very strong moment in my life where I really had to call on all of my resources to remain calm you know or, or to manage the stress that I was facing and the grief that I was facing and after autopsy and medical testing and genetic testing they never found an answer for why he had died and so it was only a few months later after he died that I returned to the yoga mat and mindfulness is a big part of yoga. It's, you can't do yoga without practicing mindfulness. You know, it's all about uh, becoming present and getting back into your body and your breath and so forth. And that's what yoga does. And meditation's wrapped up in yoga and mindfulness as well. So returning to the mat and the practice of yoga, mindfulness and meditation just was the beginning of my you know, healing journey from that experience. And... I gained so much benefit from being consistent with it over the next year or so that I just knew that I had to bring this to the forefront of my life. And then one day I thought, this is my passion and I've discovered how amazing this is. And I now want to go on and teach it to others and inspire others and show them too how they can get through adversity as well. So that's really how I came came to become a mindfulness coach, yoga and meditation teacher. I can 
you know, my husband that died has left me with many gifts and realizations and that's been a big one. Wow. (laughs) It's such a, it's such a powerful story, Aaron, and how you managed to, yes, stay so graceful and, and calm and find such beauty in such an extreme event. I think that in itself is just is so inspiring and, and beautiful. So thank you. Yeah, you know, Benet, and that has been another gift of, as well of that kind of experience in that realising that uh, life is limited. And I saw it happen before my very eyes, a, you know, beautiful, um, fit and healthy, um, you know, dad of two, um, beloved husband dropped dead, like one moment we're talking, next minute he's not there, like his life's there and then it's not. And this was, has been a massive gift that, um, you know, it is limited. And reminding me of that, what is my passion and what is my purpose? And let me bring that forth into my life. You know, it was uh, a real lever for me to find the best expression of myself again. And uh, that's what I'm hoping to help others do as well on this call. Well, and I know just already from our interactions and the courses that I've done with you that um, yeah, your your combination of, of mindfulness and yoga and movement and is is just phenomenal. And the thing that I love about your work is it's not hard. It it's 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 easy, but it's so essential and important. I don't know if I'm <laughs> mincing my words here, but it I, it's just so beautiful. And my body just feels amazing after. Um, oh, I'm so happy you get so much out of it. And that's a, a common feedback that I get actually, like that it's a gentle experience and, you know, soft and nurturing experience yet. Yeah. All the right bits have been worked and yeah. processed. <laughs> Oh, yeah, something. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So let's, let's, let's turn this around now and let's, let's um, get to our, our listeners here. You know, yes. sitting here, they've just heard this amazing story and why you were called to do this kind of work. And, you know, it, sitting there as a, as a coaching business owner and thinking, oh man, I, you know, I, I need to, I need to maybe, you know, start being more mindful or start, start being, feeling more centered or being more present for my clients. Um, can you, can you tell us a little bit about why this is, first of all, so essential, especially if you're a coach? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, being mindful is really about just being aware and paying attention. Like it's that simple, right? But sometimes it gets a little bit complicated because we bring our past into the present moment with us. So like whatever experiences you've had before now in your life and whatever beliefs you've had before now in your life, it's kind of set you up for how you operate today. And sometimes it's not in a a clean space. So there might be a lot going on in the mind in the sense of thoughts and thoughts trigger feelings. So, you know, there can be a mix of emotions going on at any one time. And for example, that experience that I had with my husband dying, really that's just a reflection of one kind of change that can happen in life. So in your day as a coach, you know, change that can happen in your day can come in the form of an unexpected email or the phone won't stop ringing or, you know, if you've got kids, something happens with the kids or the pets or there's so much that happens just in our everyday to day life that can, uh, 
shock us and take us um, off centre and off track, you know, the way that we thought the day was going to go. And so this, you know, mind, these three ways that I'm going to share with you today to stay centred and grounded when you notice that you're going off track, really just help you to kind of collect yourself again, pay attention, that is be mindful. Mindfulness, the word actually means remember. So it's all about remembering, you know, getting back into you, back into your centred and grounded space, and then operating back out from that space, you know, in the interactions with your clients and other people in your life. Even in your relationships, these three tips are going to uh, really help you to improve relationships with everyone else in your life as well. Well, I think that was just a beautiful introduction. So I'm just dying to hear these tips. <laughs> please carry on <laughs> good and you know before I go into them you might have heard them before yet we always need a reminder and consistent reminders right it's like when you're feeling off track and you're off center are you going to a place of stress for example like you just need to hear those things that help you to stay in your center so let's go <laughs> well, I think on that, I mean, I love it. Uh, I mean, you know, I went to your and Keurig's uh, workshop last night, all about yeah. goal setting for the soul. Wonderful workshop. You know, I have been teaching goal setting and visioning and all that stuff for years. But, you know, I went to that with an open mind and listening for the distinctions, you know, the differences, what I had, you know, wasn't ready to hear before. And man, I heard lots of great stuff. So I think even when we hear things again, we're always a different evolving person. So we're, we're ready to hear it on a new level. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. So now let's go. <laughs> great. Well, okay. Three ways to center and ground yourself before coaching specifically, or you can use this at any time in your life, of course. Yeah. And so the first step is to get into your breath. And so you might've heard, you know, just breathe and, you know, like, relax, calm down, you know, all those commands. Yet it, it seems so simple, yet this one focused attention on the breath can really quickly change where you're at. So the breath is really our energy barometer. In yoga, we call it prana and it really uh, is the entrance of like vitality and the life force of you. It's what's keeping you alive, right? the breath in and the breath out and without it you wouldn't be here obviously so you know you've always got your breath and your body with you your body wouldn't be here without your breath so that's why I'm focusing on the breath here and it's not just any kind of breath that you need to focus on so you know of course the body's breathing all the time and you can trust it to do that until you know your expiry date Yet there's quite a mechanical way that we can breathe when we're not reining our attention in onto the breath. And so you might do it with me here as you're listening to the call. And even if you're in the car, this is fine to do. This isn't going into a meditation or anything like that. And so just wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just notice the breath in through your nose for a moment. Just notice the entrance of the air at the nostrils. And then just notice the breath out. I heavy breathe there. And I hope you were too. You were heavy breathing with me. But that's just one breath in and out. And it's like a couple of seconds that you notice it. 
And when you notice it, it's with a, a bare awareness. You're not judging it. You're not thinking, am I breathing right? Or even if you're thinking that, then you just, you know, don't get hijacked by that thought. Just notice how the breath's being experienced in the body. You know, I directed you to the nostrils. So that's a great place to start. Notice the breath in at the nostrils and the breath out at the nostrils. There's something as quick as three conscious breaths just like that just before you go into your next coaching session or just before you're about to go back and talk with your partner after a heated discussion or just about just before you're about to go from one activity to the next you know three conscious and aware breaths transformational and so the breath can be used to either, you know, pick up your energy, you know, we can use it. So imagine if you're running, your breath picks up the pace so that it can feed what the body needs in that moment as it's doing that extra strenuous activity. And we can focus on the breath and bring our attention to it to also, you know, take a few gears back and wind down and relax and come out of stress and be calm and centered. And so I often share, I've got a three-minute breathing space um, meditation audio that I often share out with people. Three minutes, like if you think three breaths has just changed your state, then uh, three minutes, even though it's still a really short amount of time, it's a really powerful way to spend three minutes just to get you back into home base. Mm. It's amazing that that something as simple as even just three breaths actually can completely shift your state. Yeah. And it's not just the three breaths too, as I mentioned, it's the awareness on the breath, on the three breaths. So there's a really big difference. You know, you can take your big breaths in and, you know, huff and puff it out and then just move forward. But when you're actually conscious and aware that you're breathing, it's a totally different presence you know you're totally in the your reality in the moment of what's happening right now the mind hasn't got space to be replaying a story of what happened that morning or what someone else said or what your previous client was divulging and your mind hasn't got time or space to think about what's coming up you know the next client or the shopping list or what I'm going to plan this afternoon or whatever it is it's it's snapping you right back into the now Mm, beautiful distinction. All right. Anything else about breath before we move on to tip, tip two? That's it for the breath. Yeah. Wonderful. There's a lot more to say about it, actually. I, I, that. <laughs> I could <there's>, go on. <laughs> there's so much in there already. Wow. Okay. Well, if there's any, any other, you know, thing that you just feel like must be in this episode for our listeners, please do throw it in. <laughs> Great. I will. <laughs> okay. Tip number two to be grounded and centered before your, your coaching session? Yeah, well, tip number two is what's been really helpful for me over the years is developing a mantra or an I am statement that gets you into a command present state. You know, if you're a coach, then someone else has come to you looking for some support or answers or service, right? Whatever it is that you do when you're helping other people. And so, you need to be in that centered and grounded space to be able to give and undertake the service that you've been hired to do. And so, you know, some putting I am before 
anything that comes after it creates your identity. And so no matter how you're feeling, whether it's a lack of confidence, a lack of self-belief, overworked, overwhelmed, you know, just busy, uh, whatever is going on, just reiterating and remembering some of those I am statements can just get you back into that command presence space, which is really when you're at your best, you're centered, you're grounded, you're in back into you and operating from an authentic space. That's, I think we could all agree that that's where we teach the best from, right? When we're, it's not when we're trying to be somebody else or sound really clever or wise. It's just when things feel free and spacious and you, teach from there so some some examples of I am statements might be you know I am confident I'm strong I'm a coach you know just all those things to lock back in who you are and how you want to operate and interact with other people can I share one, the one that came up for me right when you said that? Yes. I, I didn't have a mantra. You know, I'm, I, I think I have one now, but it just kind of came to me. Um, and I think I, I actually did this in um, one of my discovery calls this week, but until you said it, I didn't consciously realize that I had done it before the meeting. Um, I am an intuitive treasure hunter. Beautiful. This came to me. Yeah. And it feels so good. It feels so me. I do love that. And the treasure hunter. <gasps> and the one I am that I have is I am curious. Mm. And this is particularly useful when you're coaching because when you think about what it means to, you know, really embody being curious with judgments or preconceptions or, you know, previous expert ideas, it's like you're totally open-minded and open to what's right in front of you, whether it's what someone's saying or what they're doing. And it comes loaded with kindness, I reckon. Mm. When you're being curious, you're really interested. And so, yeah, that's beautiful, Benet, the treasure hunter. That's curiosity, I think. I love that. That came out of my passion mapping that I did with Peter last last weekend. (laughs) The treasure. Brilliant. I've got to do this passion mapping. It's awesome. (laughs) I'm interviewing him soon. So listen to that one again. He's number two. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the mantra. So when you're centering yourself, how does this work with the breath? The first step. Yeah, great. So I always love doing it after the breath, you know, and what it, whether you get one breath in, your three breaths in, take your conscious aware breaths and then throw a couple of I am's in there. You know, whatever you've got time for, sometimes it's like you hang up on one call and you have to, I was going to say pick up the phone, but that's a bit old school talking mm-hmm. about phones, um, uh, you know, dial in your next number you might just have time to notice your breath while you're dialing in your next number i know some paramedics for example who are very short on time to ground and center themselves between clients Mm -hmm. and they use that walk from you know the ambulance to the patient it's almost like a walking meditation That's when they get into their breath, you know, with each step they breathe in and with each next step they breathe out and, you know, put in whatever mantras they want in that, you know, maybe five or 10 second space. And they can arrive to their patient or we can think of it like the client, just present, clear, centered, grounded, and, you know, ready to serve. How beautiful is that? And of course, I love that because it's a system approach, you know, that you can replicate exactly every time. 
it's built into your natural flow that you're doing anyway. It is. And the more that you do this, you know, the more that you do start to make it your habit and that you start to get consistent with it. And, you know, you'll notice that if you start with it and you're finding benefit from it, that you are feeling more centered and grounded, mm. you know, then things are going great. And sometimes then that's when we start to drop off on using all these tools and strategies. And then you'll notice that you're maybe feeling off track again, you know, not centered and not grounded. And then you, you're mindful. Remember, it means to remember. So you remember to bring your tools and strategies back in. So, you know, things, things change in life as we've spoken about. And that even applies to our own selves and our own habits and how consistent we are with our you know, personal development and then not. And this isn't about beating ourselves up for not being centered or, or grounded, of course. This is just always working towards how can I be the best expression of myself in my life here that's, you know, that I know I'm here for a limited time. And that's, that's one thing that I find so beautiful and, and refreshing and nice about the way you work in particular is, is your, it's never about beating you up or noticing the wrong things. It's, it's more a celebration and an awareness and just the permission just to be you. And, and I really love that. It's, it's really resonated with me and, and it helped me a lot in my, my journey right now. Oh, beautiful, Benet. That's music to my ears. I'm getting so much out of it. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so let's look at tip number three. Great. So we've had tip number one about getting into your breath and tip number two, you know, developing a mantra or using those I am statements that get you into that command presence state, ready to coach. And tip three is to meditate. And really you could call these, you know, the first two tips a form of meditation. Yet I highly encourage you to start developing some kind and of disciplined meditation practice in your life. So I mentioned the three-minute breathing space earlier on. You can call that a meditation, three minutes, not a problem. I mean, you could call 10 seconds a meditation. It kind of doesn't matter about how long you spend in meditation. It's just about making a start to do something towards it every day. And so if you've never meditated before or you're unclear on exactly what meditation is, all it is, is, and you'll love this, Benet, is it's a process. <laughs> and it's a tool. It's a tool. So uh, a lot of people think it's, you know, you've got to be of a certain religion to meditate and that's not accurate and that you have to sit in one spot and be really still to meditate for an hour, you know, to call it meditation. And that's also not accurate. In fact, you know, I teach people ways to actually meditate while they're doing something else. Now there's... A difference between that and actually sitting in your seat of meditation yet all we're trying to do in both of these kind of meditations is really just come back into your body this is the outermost layer of ourselves right that we share with the world and that's the outermost layer of ourselves in yoga we call this the koshas they're the layers of our being and we've got the physical body on the very outside your skin and your bones and often we're not even connected with where we are in space, like how our body's operating. Our mind has us off into the future and into busyness and into what needs to be getting done. And, you know, that's when you feel really flighty and anxious, for example. 
or often the mind's taking you back into the past and replaying all the bad stuff that's happened, you know, depending on your perspective. And so that, you know, this sort of stuff can lead to depression if you get stuck in stories of the past that you feel bad about. And so meditation is all about coming back to the middle of that bandwidth. And you start with your body because this is the outermost layer of you. And the next layer is the breath. And we've, we've spoken about that. This is your energetic layer. And then you've got a few other layers until you can really tap into your authentic you and that space where that centeredness and groundedness comes from. So this is the, you know, the mind space, the mental activity. Uh, then we start tapping into, you know, more uh, intuitive places like wisdom and bliss. They're the gateway portals to, you know, the true you, the authentic you. And when you think about how the true you and every you'll all know what that means when I say that like who is the real you the authentic you when you think about who that is is that a stressful person or is that a an unhappy person or you know a super busy person that's overwhelmed well no it's a person that's calm and peaceful and inspired and loving and curious and what did you say treasure hunting <laughs> treasure <laughs> yeah and so really that's all meditation is is about getting back you know through dusting off these layers of our being and the dust that collects on them through the busyness of life and coming back to your true self so that then you can head back out into the world and your interactions with other people in your coachings and in your relationships from that space and most importantly this is the best relationship course you can do with yourself to improve the relationship that you have with you too mm. so meditation okay uh, yep. so i um, i mean i love this one for for the coaches i know from like the the coaches who are in my online coach entrepreneurs private facebook group I, I asked about morning rituals and stuff and i was amazed at how many of them are already have some really awesome practices which include meditation every morning i was so right. impressed um but i know because i'm one of them that has only just recently started doing it since i've basically met you um that you know to, to other coaches out there you know it, they don't have time <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. meditate. So for those people who are just starting out, what, can you give us just some tips about how you make the space for it? How can you make it fit in your day? Um, what do you do? Like, where do you have to sit? You know, how do you start? Sure. And I'm so glad you brought that up because that is the most common thing I hear that I don't have time to meditate. Oh, which is so funny. <laughs> it is funny. And I always say, well, do you have time to feel bad? I could have inserted a swear word there, but I won't. <laughs> Do you have time to feel bad? You know, I mean, the meditation, while we don't go in with any aim, it's like a natural way just to cleanse yourself and reset yourself and get back to being the authentic you. Mm. So I always start with that. And then, okay, so how would we start with a practice of meditation? Well, you know, first thing in the morning's great, like a lot of the coaches are already doing because it really helps to start to set up uh, your whole day ahead from that space. So you might notice even as soon as you wake up in the morning that there's a thought that pops into the head instantly. In fact, I recommend that you start to notice what that thought is because 
it's going to tailor the whole rest of your day, whatever that thought is, you know, depending on whether it's negative or positive, or it might just be the same repeated thought that you've woken up with for the last 20 years. Who knows? A lot of them are just habitual patterns. And so if we meditate, I, I recommend getting up out of bed and just, you know, waking yourself up a little bit first, you know, whether that's splashing some water on your face, having your shower, have a cup of first, and then just spend a few minutes uh, in a comfortable seat. It can be in a chair. If you're sitting down, you know, it can be cross-legged. Just make sure that you place some cushions around you and really support yourself and make yourself comfortable because if your body's going to be uncomfortable sitting there in meditation, there's no way you're going to be able to penetrate into those other layers that we spoke about, you know, the breath and the mental body and the wisdom, etc. So just find a comfortable seat. I mean, I often sit out on my deck, just in my deck chair. I try to make sure I've got a cushion behind my back just so my spine's nice and straight, just so the energy body can flow nice and freely. And then if you're starting out, use a guided meditation, you know. It's always just really helpful just to notice your breath. I mean, you know what, let's call just those three quick breaths that we spoke about at the beginning of this recording, let's call those three breaths a meditation and, and you can even start there might just take you, I don't know, what, 45 seconds or something, depending on how quickly you breathe. So that could be a great start. And, you know, the, the more, it's like any other habit. So if you're a process person like Benet and I, you might have a little task check sheet or to-do list that you do every day. Write down meditation on there, like put it in the calendar, you know, make it an important meeting like as important as any other kind of meeting that you've got, like one that's set up with your client, a paying client, for example. You know, this is like you coaching you again. And so schedule it in, you know, tick it off that you've done it, make it a new habit. And mm -hmm. once you start meditating too, always celebrate the, any successes of it, like, the mind will naturally want to go into, oh, I think I'm a bad meditator or I don't think I'm breathing right or, oh, it's just not for me. I'm just not good at meditation. Like all that accurate, wipe that away and celebrate one thing that you've done well, you know, celebrate the fact that you've even meditated maybe and then celebrate the fact that maybe you got clear on a thought or an insight on something or that you just noticed your breath and remember that you're alive and how grateful you are for that. You know, something mm. that's going to link up a positive association with it. So you want to keep the habit in there. Yeah. Uh, really, really good stuff. I'm just dying to share my story since I've, you know, only really recently started this. Yeah, do. Okay. I would like to do that. Can I, do I have permission? Absolutely. <laughs> I want to hear your story. Well, I, I pardon? <laughs> I don't know if I know it. I want to hear it again anyway. Well, I started with a couple of your um, guided meditations because I didn't really know what to do. I, I live with, you know, my partner who's like, you know, black belt ninja. And he like, you know, sits on this like specific pillow and, you know, looks beautifully poised and, you know, does the whole 15 minute thing. And like, so it's really a different practice that he does that, than what I'm attracted to. So I really didn't know how to start, like what was my way of meditation. So meeting Aaron and I'm meeting you, Aaron. And then um, 
doing those guided meditations and you know trying different spots like sitting in my office or sitting on the couch or laying on the couch eventually i've been i found my my position i realized i love shavasana just laying on the floor that's that really that really works well thank you for mentioning that that's one i didn't mention lay down I love that one. Just like, you know, just all out. And then, and then from the guided meditations I was listening to, I kind of was able to string together, okay, well, I'm going to do seven of these breaths. And then if my body feels like doing more, I do more and I I let it come in through my tummy and up through my chest. And then I just watch that. And that really helps. And then, like you said, notice my thoughts in and out. Uh, and then I do a body scan and then usually my five minutes is up before I've even reached my, the head, you know? So I'm like, wow. So I'm, I'm kind of ready now to, to go to seven minutes, I think. Fantastic. <laughs> that was my little, my little evolution that's been happening. And, and I've put it, I can't, yeah, I find that right when I wake up, this doesn't work for me. So I make sure I do it before I'm allowed to sit in front of my computer now. And that's really great. Except I don't end up doing it on weekends. Ah, uh, yeah, no. And look, if, you know, I mean, aim for every day and if it doesn't happen, like, you know, things change in life. If it doesn't happen, then don't beat yourself up for that. Like that's only going to lock in, um, you know, displeasure with what you've have been doing before that. And, you know, it's like, um, when you start a new way of eating and we'll call it a diet and you're going so well, and then, you know, you have an off day and you're really beating yourself up for it and kind of you, you just don't want to go back onto the diet like you don't want to have to experience that failure again or that perceived oh. failure and so it's the same with meditation you know i mean even myself as a meditation teacher you know sometimes there'll be like days or i've even had weeks where i haven't meditated you know just with change that comes up in life and instead of beating myself up for it i'll just remember that that's something that really helps me to click into the authentic me in life and operate in a way that I know I'm destined to operate. So, hey, tomorrow, get back in your seat of meditation and off we go again. Yeah, I love that. It's really about nurturing and building a practice and giving yourself permission to 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 go with with whatever your day holds um, as well which is is a fine balance but um as coaches we are so so gifted and able to do this and and pull it off with beauty and grace so um, yeah absolutely and congratulations to you benet on your practice and you're just shining and you know you see it you know when i saw you last night at the event you're just there's a glow about you and when people are in tune with their authentic self this is the beauty of meditation to help you tap into that space it is like a glow of light around them and you know you're attracted to that you attract people to you you might notice even when you're in your authentic self and you're walking along a street with confidence that people look at you differently Mm, it's definitely. like they pick up on something it's an energy field it's a frequency and uh you know compared to days when you're in your head and replaying stories and walking down looking at your phone i mean you know you're just another moving object in the street exactly so shine bright and that's exactly what you're doing benay Oh, I thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much, Erin, for bringing this gift and these, these skills. And even if it was a a reminding uh, of the coaches who may be practicing this already, thank you so much for sharing that today. Um, You know, if there's just one action or something that people could do as, as a result of having listened to our discussion today, Erin, what, what would you like that, that takeaway to be for our listeners? Would you love for them to take away? 
I would say for the takeaway message is be authentic. Like maybe make that one of your I am's. I am authentic. I'm authentically me is one that I have. Mm. And then the actions will naturally drop out around that. If you think about what that takes for you to be the authentic you, you know, Mm. for me, it's getting back into my breath, developing my mantras and I am statements and meditating. That helps me to stay in line with me. Take my message, be authentic. Yeah. And I mean, by being authentic now, you will do things that will get you the results that you seek, right? Exactly. (laughs) The be, do, have model, which coaches know. And I was reminded of again last night at this um, great talk with Keurig and Aaron. Okay. We do need to wrap it up, Aaron. But before we do that, um, how can people learn more about you and and your work? Do you have any cool things that people can can hook into to, to progress their meditation and mindfulness in their in their life i do i have just released a five-day meditation challenge that you can sign up to on my web page so if you go to erinashley.com.au that's e-r-i-n-a-s-h-l-e-y.com.au and you'll see the five-day meditation challenge on there. Just pop in your details and I will support you through five days of meditating. And you're going to get uh, two meditation audios sent to you from me that will be yours to keep forever to support you during those five days. So even if you're a well-versed meditator, do this meditation challenge. Just see if you, know, you get something new out of it to support your meditation practice. Um, and it's great for beginners as well. That's wonderful. So for everybody who's ready to to be, to, to have the mantra, I am authentic now, um, yeah, join that meditation challenge so that you can be that congruently. Okay, and be ready to serve, support, and nurture your amazing coaching clients and grow your business at the same time. I think we're going to wrap it up there. Erin, thank you so much for being on the show today. Benet, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity and uh, it's been fun. Yeah, it has been. And thank you listeners, as always, for listening to Coach Pep Talk. I would really appreciate it if you could go and like this episode in iTunes. Um, Your likes um, send great karma to the show and help us keep up doing this great work. Have a great day, everyone, and happy coaching.